everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. The conversation today came about because of a question I had in my classroom community about how I reset after a period of busyness. So grab yourself a cup of tea. And if you're a a list writer, you might even want to grab a pen and paper for this one as I share some ideas for you around how to get organized. Hello, Laura. How are you going? I'm really good. I've had a few days off after, no, I actually haven't had a few days off really. I've had a bit of a a reset, so to speak. A few days where you just kind of get your life back together after being ridiculously busy for the past month. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling kind of on top of things, which is nice. Well, you look organised anyway. Yes, I'm going through an (laughs) organisational phase, which always makes Richie laugh at me because I've got all my notebooks out and I'm tidying up my computer and I'm cleaning my studio. And I love doing that kind of stuff, like just deciding to kind of reset, like you know, have a fresh start. You're like a kid on the first day of school. I've been doing so much of this stuff that I've actually decided to do the whole podcast episode about how do you kind of reset things after a particularly busy phase of creating or working or whatever it is that you do. To set the scene, I've just launched an online class in in July. So that was called Braver Things. That's pretty much, I guess, the most involved kind of big class that we've put together. It's not huge, but it's bigger than the classes that we've done before. I've also just put up an exhibition as part of the Sala Festival here in South Australia. So exhibition, online class, school holidays. So we had two weeks of school holidays in July. Those three things combined together made for probably one of the most challenging months I think I've had in my time since I've been running my own business. So what do you do when you get to the end of all that, apart from just <laughs> fall in a heap on a couch? <laughs> Collapse. <laughs> Collapse. So someone actually asked me this, which I thought was a very thoughtful question. Um, it was over in the classroom community. Someone said, well, what do you do when you get to the end of filming a course like this? Do you take a few days off? Do you, I mean, what's your process? I'm curious. I thought about it. I love a fresh start. I love getting organized. I love that sense of closure that you get when you can say that you finish something and you can make space for something new. It's one of my favorite times actually is that sort of pause between projects. So what I decided to do was to do a big kind of reset or get organized on multiple fronts. So I decided that I was going to attack this and I was going to sort out my life (laughs) on a personal level, sort out the business side of things and also sort out my art ready for the next creative projects. So I have over the last few days had a life admin day, a business admin weekend, and an art admin day. So I thought I'd talk about it. Yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Let me first say that this is not something that I have ever done to this level before. So this is the first time I've really got stuck in, carved out time, like set aside a good four, even more than that. I think this started on, I pretty much started this process last week. So I've had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm continuing to do a few things towards this Monday, Tuesday this week. So it's almost like five days that I've spent on just getting organized putting things back into place because the last month was just a bit of a chaotic mess. All of the ideas we spoke about in the beginning of the year were good ideas, 
but we don't put them into practice until their URID is. <laughs> that, aren't you used to that? I am. That, that's <laughs> I am. I am, but I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, the first thing I did, and I actually alluded to it in the last podcast. So I talked about the exhibition in episode 52. And one of the things that I like to do when I finished a body of work is to clean up my studio and do a big stock take and an assessment and kind of think about where I want to go next. So I did that. I went through and I checked what was empty and what I needed to reorder. And I did a massive order of art supplies, one of the biggest ones I've done in a long time. I would call it a very intentional order because I was thinking about where do I want to go next? What kind of colors do I want to use? What kind of projects am I thinking about? I've made choices around what I need in order to kind of bring those things to life. Yeah. So one of the things that I am introducing into, I guess, the all the bits and bobs that we do each week is a weekly vlog or semi-weekly, I should say. Let's not make it too, <laughs> too committed at this Come stage. On, let's commit. Let's commit. <laughs> no, we've, we've committed to things on this podcast before and not been able to deliver them. So I like to over-deliver rather than mm. under-deliver. I'd like to at least get some vlogs out on a regular basis and these will be going out to my newsletter list. So I will leave a sign up link in the podcast show notes. So if you would like to get a little bit more of a behind the scenes kind of casual, relaxed feel for what I do, sign up to my newsletter list and I will every so often send you a little video just showing you what I'm up to, what art supplies I'm loving, what I'm doing in my studio, what my latest body of work is, my favourite techniques, supplies, all that kind of stuff, and even how I run the business side of things. So some cool stuff that I've got planned for the future. So I'd love to have you join in on that. Okay, back to what I was talking about. What were you talking about? <laughs> I feel like I, I thought I had this podcast all organised, but it's not feeling that way. But anyway, carry on. The first thing I did was the art admin. I also created a new folder for art inspiration so that I can print off some ideas and put in some swatches and begin to gather um, ideas for the next series that I'm doing. So got myself all organised there. Didn't actually do any painting. So this isn't about painting. This is just about getting my space ready for the next thing. Painting will come later this week. Then I moved on to my life and I did a life admin day. Because I've been so busy, there's a lot of things and I'm sure people will relate to this. You know, I had to go to the doctors. I've got dental appointments. The kids need eye tests, all of that sort of stuff. Library books that were overdue. So I wrote a big list did a big brain dump of all of these little odd tasks, prescriptions that need to be filled, all of that stuff. And I just ticked them off. I'm still working my way through actually going to those appointments, but it feels so good to be getting on top of just that side of things. Um, so sometimes I think when you're running a business, the business can kind of push into all areas of your life and then other things get left by the wayside. So it can be very helpful to actually dedicate a day just to catching up on life stuff and even doing simple jobs around the house. So, you know, replacing light bulbs and things like that, um, putting batteries and things. It's amazing if you actually devote a day to that kind of stuff. I'm not doing anything else today other than just all those annoying jobs that I've been putting off for ages and how satisfying it is at the end of the day. 
And it does tie in with the business because getting on top of your life and feeling healthy and having all this stuff organized, that it clears space then for you to work on your business so that you're not worrying about these things. For me, by getting all of this stuff done now, it means that during the next couple of months, I can then really focus on the next online classes that we're creating and other projects that we're working on. And some of it is also enjoyable stuff. So tomorrow I'm getting my hair done. I got my eyebrows done, like all that sort of self-care kind of. (laughs) Very important. Yeah. Like, and for me, that's enjoyable, like spending a day going down to our local shopping center, just unwinding a little bit. And it's a, a reward in a way for the hard work that we've done. And today we're also, after we record this podcast, we're going out for a nice lunch too. So it's important as well to tie in the rewards. And we try and do that at the end of anything that we've delivered. We look at ways that we can celebrate and it could be a shopping trip, a a little holiday, a nice dinner. We always do something. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the business stuff. This is the area that I went a little bit crazy over the weekend and totally geeked out on getting organized as far as business systems. And I have to say that carving out a couple of days and just focusing on this is the way to go. And it's something that I think I'm going to look at how I can schedule this in maybe quarterly or at least twice a year that I do couple of days dedicated to tidying up all my admin and systems and things. Well, don't you have to do a quarterly tax return? Yeah. So maybe I could tie it in with that. So, you know, doing all my taxes plus all this business stuff. So I'm going to run through the things that I did. And the first thing was to actually review the goals that we set at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, we did a couple of podcasts around reflecting on the year before and then planning for the next year. We used a planner called the Maker's Yearbook. It's an excellent planner because it gets you thinking about what it is that you want to achieve during the year and then tying that in with your targets and your your revenue and all that sort of stuff. It really gets you planning and thinking about the whole year. So we had set some goals. I went back and had a look at those. It was great because we have actually achieved the goals that we were looking to achieve. There are some that I actually needed to lift the bar and raise so that we're actually improving even more. There is one area where we haven't made a huge amount of progress, which is in the area of building a more involved online class, so a bigger offering. So at the moment, we do a lot of things that are very affordable and accessible. We do mini classes, we do the podcast, but we do want to create something that is is a deeper dive into the creative process. So look like we're still figuring that out, but you know, it will be something like a six week course or an eight week course that's drip fed and it encourages people to explore things in a more, you know, involved deeper way. And it will be a painting course. We tossed around all sorts of ideas, but we are going to focus in on mixed media art for this. Yeah, I like the idea of the psychology and the mentality behind painting and getting yourself, not so much the mindset to to paint or to create, but just that mindset of getting started, staying the course and finishing. Yes, we want we want to bring more of that into the courses. So there'll still be plenty of painting instruction, but that there'll also be a lot of ideas and processes that you can try to help with things like starting, um, 
working through problems, trying new things, experimentation, reviewing and refining your work and then finishing it and working out how you're going to bring things to completion. So really closing the loop on the creative process. We've talked a lot about this, but actually making time for it to happen. And because of that, what I've worked out is that I need to look at how I spend my time during the week, create some more efficiencies, block out some dedicated time to planning, like planning classes, planning podcasts. And that's something I didn't have in my schedule. It was something that I was always like, oh, just do that in between. But now I'm creating an afternoon that is fully focused on planning content. Because when I looked at what was working well and what was not working, The main thing that wasn't working is that I feel like we've been scrambling a lot, coming up with ideas. I feel like there hasn't been enough planning. And I think we said this at the beginning of the year, that one of our goals for the year was to become better planners. We've got a bit better, but we've still got a way to go. So putting in this planning afternoon once a week, I think is going to help a lot. We said we would become better planners when it came to online Mm. classes. And yeah, we succeeded in that. We would plan a course, make sure everything was ready. We'd put the days aside for doing the course, the editing, the filming, everything, but nothing else was planned. Mm. So you'd wake up on a Monday morning going, oh, we have to do a podcast. Yeah. Or as you said, you got to take the kids to the dentist. Don't forget soccer training. Oh, I'm going away for the weekend <laughs> with sports. Like yeah. I'm off to Darwin with, with Maddie. Nothing was planned. The only thing we were planning was the courses. And then by the time it comes around to do another course, everything else is a mess. Yeah, that's what we were finding. Is It's this whole sort of keeping all the balls up in the air, which mm. we struggled with last year. We've actually sat down and really thought about how we can have a better flow of work. And I've looked at all our dates, like you're traveling a lot between now and the end of the year. So putting all those dates in and planning around that, being much more proactive about how we manage our weeks and also trying to bring in some structure so that certain days we know that we're focusing on key areas of the business. We've sort of tried this before, um, but we haven't quite found our rhythm with it, but we'll try again. And we've got this sort of idea of loosely, you know, having days that we focus on, you know, like filming, days that we focus on Like for me, having a studio day where I test out ideas and I splash paint around and then having a podcasting day and then having a email marketing and, you know, written content creation day and a day where we record our vlogs and clearly there's not enough days in the week. (laughs) But we've, we've shuffled things around and I've been using this idea of creating your ideal week, which is a concept that I found out about through Michael Hyatt. And I'll link that as well. It's about creating your ideal week, like thinking about how would you carve out your week and, you know, what would feel good and plotting that all out and spending time thinking about how your week runs. And so I've done that (laughs) and made a fancy little uh, table and I've stuck it up on the fridge, which outlines this ideal week. So for me, an ideal week, a few things that it needs to have, it needs to maximise the time when our kids are at school. 
so that we are getting this core work done. So recording podcasts, filming classes, vlogs, all that sort of stuff. And it also needs to have some studio time. So I'm actually getting into my studio and painting at least once a week. And that week, that day is we're not actually filming that day. So there's at least one day a week when we're not filming, but then there's also another day or potentially even two days when the cameras are rolling. It needs to include time where I can be very present with the kids. So I'm trying to look at how can I close off my day so that in the evenings I'm able to focus on family time and just catching up on home things, putting in place those boundaries, like when do I actually finish my day of work and having some working times. It's so hard to do because it's so easy to just hop on the computer and answer an email and you're so available these days. But I'm really trying to have dedicated times for things. So I'm allocating some time in the morning, some time at the end of the day for emails, social media. I'm allocating out time for the core work that we need to do so that I can free up my afternoons and my evenings for other things. We both come from a nine to five work week. Now we're working on the kids schedule. So there's not a lot of time in the day between nine o'clock and three o'clock to get stuff done. When we first came into this business, we were coming at it from the, the nine to five regular working week style. Yeah. You have certain tasks that need to get done in that week. Whereas what we should have done is we should have come at it from like a, you know, like a bodybuilder's week where they have specific days where they do specific things. Yeah. So for example, they will do their chest and their arms on a Monday. Yeah. And then they'll do their legs on a Wednesday and then they have their t- their day off. Mm. And then they have eating schedules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's done by the day. If we could go down that track, it would be a lot better. Well, that's what I've essentially done with the ideal week. What I did was brainstorm all the things that we need to do in a week. And then I got completely overwhelmed because <laughs> I looked at it and I thought, how on earth do we actually fit this into this school hours working week um, without working evenings and weekends and things like that. So it's really good to actually put it all on paper so that you can see what it is you have and whether it's even realistic and then look at how you can create efficiencies and what things maybe you don't necessarily need to do. Where can you set some time limits on things so that you're not for example spending a whole day on social media and Instagram and how can you make that more efficient. I have really had to trim things down and social media is one of the areas where I have actually cut back quite a lot in order to make time for being creative. So prioritizing creating content over social media is absolutely essential to this because I do not have the time in or the working week scrolling or commenting and things like that. So that's a decision that I've had to make and having everything there, like writing it all down really helps you to see what it is that you've got to handle. Just post two or three times a week. Well, I've dropped back to posting, you know, maybe three, four times a week. And that's Um, consistent. Yeah, it's consistent and it fits with my priority of doing content creation. It's very helpful to have a key focus for each day. So a podcasting day and an office day, a painting day, 
Well, do you want to take us through the week then? Yeah, so I what can... We've, what we've decided yes. will work for us? I have no idea if this is interesting to people. I am completely fascinated with this sort of stuff. I love rituals, routines, rhythms. I, I don't know what it is, but I uh, could <laughs> make schedules all day long. <laughs> well, when I edit the podcast, yeah. I listen to it in the car on the yeah. way home from the office because mm. I normally enjoy them. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I will not be listening back to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so you don't get excited the way I do. Not about planning, and no. The funny thing is our daughter is exactly the same. Oh, oh she loves lists, schedules, rhythms. Oh, she's making lists of programs she used to watch <laughs> back in the day. She's 12 yeah, she's, and she's getting nostalgic she's and making, using words like back in the day. Yeah, she's writing a nostalgia <laughs> list at age 11. Uh, she is. <laughs> I know. But anyway, it's very cute. Oh, yes. Uh, well, Asher made a list last night. Yes. And the second thing on his list was get daddy off the TV. <laughs> and he said, can you get off the TV, please, dad? I need to tick my box. <laughs> I can't believe that one of his items is to get you off the TV. It was so you could watch TV with him before he went to bed, remember? Yeah, he's into cooking shows and he does a lot of cooking, like play cooking with Play-Doh and stuff like that. And he likes watching the show Nailed It. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to watch that. So that was on his list. And he's only just learning to write and he's got a little list book. So he writes things. It's very cute. (laughs) But yeah, I'm breeding a family of (laughs) list makers. (laughs) And I am the complete opposite. Oh, that's totally true. It's not totally true. You do like a list. You're just pretending. I like lists that are given to me. I don't like making lists, huh. which is very surprising because that was my job. Yeah. I used to make defect lists for builders. <laughs> I made you make a list recently of all your travel dates and you yeah. were, and then you said to me, I don't have to type this up, do I? <laughs> you resisted. And so I have a list of your, your handwritten list of your dates. On the fridge. Yeah, but you do have neat handwriting so I can live with it. Right. So to take you through the days at the moment, this could change, but... We no, are. I can't, I can't see this changing. Yeah, we've I'm, got I'm we've got a plan here, right? Mm. So Mondays we record our podcast, and we will either be doing a podcast together, or else we will be interviewing another artist. And just on that, we have had a little bit of a break. We haven't had an artist interview for a few weeks, but we will be back on the artist interviews starting from well in the next few weeks. We'll be getting right back into it. Okay. So Monday's podcast and then in the afternoon planning. Tuesdays is a painting day for me and also a day for testing our ideas for classes, potential classes and things that I'm working on and projects. Wednesday, we release our podcast and I also send out my email newsletter and I spend a day in the office doing those tasks, which are around, mostly around writing. On Thursday, we're back in the studio. It's a creative day, this time painting with the cameras rolling, creating content for our online classes. And on Friday, we will continue to do some filming if we need to, if there's a bit of an overflow there. We'll also film our vlog, any video content for Instagram. And I've also penciled in for Fridays, a bit of an afternoon off. So this is kind of replacing our Thursday art date because when I did the big list of everything we need to do, I couldn't actually figure out a way for us to have 
you know, a whole day off midweek, um, just because we are working in school hours and mm. we ha- already have that limitation. So we need to use our evenings and our mornings for free time. But I thought on a Friday it might be nice to do that work and then, for the, you know, go for lunch or a walk on a Friday afternoon. Sounds real good. Yep. So the thing about the planning is what I found was that things that you assume you don't need to plan for, you end up not doing that at all. Mm. Playing with your kids on a Sunday, for example. Like you think to yourself, I shouldn't have to plan for that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, you're in the office editing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you plan for something and you write it down, it kind of ma- it kind of makes it not a non-negotiable, but it means you have to think about replacing it. Let's say someone was to come to me and say, Richie, any chance you could do some photographs on a Sunday? Mm. Now, because I haven't planned to take the kids to the skate park, yeah, I then say yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm not doing anything on Sunday. Yeah. Whereas if, I, if it's planned and everyone knows that that's what we're doing, then I can't cancel. Yeah, and it's the same with, you know, when you work from home, you quite often will have people that call around and visit you or they might want to go for lunch and things like that. And just because you work from home doesn't mean you don't work. Yeah. And you still do need to kind of let people know that you're not necessarily available all the time. That's why having this sort of Friday afternoon slot is great because it gives you a little bit of free time and then you can use that for going for lunch with a friend, going for walk, running Mm -hmm. errands, doing a bit of shopping, all those sorts of things. But you're still, as you say, recognizing that if you were to do that on another day, then you've, you've got something that you've replaced. If you did that on Tuesday, then you're eating into your painting day or whatnot. So, and obviously these things are all flexible. You can swap things around. You know, if there's a friend you haven't seen in a long time, is in town or something like that, then clearly you would go and meet your friend and you'd swap your day around. But just being mindful, mindful of what your decisions mean for your business and for your family and well-being. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting this into into practice. Right. So that's the that's the schedule side of things, but I also wanted to mention all the other things that I did in order to kind of have a clean slate. And I think these are great things to do from time to time when you're running a business. So what I did was I went into my computer and I did a big clean up. And for me, this involved deleting all the things that were in my downloads folder, deleting the things that were off my desktop, going through all the programs that I use. So I have little buttons across the top in my browser and there was at least about 25% were things that I was no longer using. So just tidying up all my bookmarks. I went into my other programs that I use. So things like Canva, and just tidied up my folders in Canva, my Google Drive, tidied all that up. You know, I do this on a semi-regular basis, so it wasn't a huge job for me, but this could be if you have left it for a long time, but I just sort of do this every so often. So I whip through and clean everything up. So then I was going to tackle my phone and tackling my phone actually turned into ordering a whole new phone. (laughs) Not recommending this, people. (laughs) But um, yeah, my phone is a bit outdated and I've been putting this off and not wanting to spend the money on a new phone. But I had to really think about this and my business is, a lot of it does involve, let's be honest, it's, you know, a lot of social media, it's a lot of taking photographs and things like that. It's pretty reasonable for me to have an up-to-date phone. 
I think. You're still... I'm still trying to convince myself of this. It's killing me. You've got the phone. That's it. (laughs) Anyway, so I ordered a new phone. So for anyone out there, I've got an iPhone because I don't know how to use any other phone. So Mm -hmm. a new iPhone on its way should arrive tomorrow. And I'm going to spend some time in the evenings um, just sorting that out so that all the folders make sense and everything's neat and clean. And I'm only going to put the apps on there that I absolutely need and keep the kids off it. Because it gets filled up with all sorts of things and games and things. But I do like the odd game myself, so Mm -hmm. we'll see. Candy Crush. (laughs) No, I like thinking games. I like, yeah, I like word games and stuff. I am. Richie's actually just discovered. No, you haven't discovered, but it's just you've been reminded this week that I am a geek, Mm -hmm. a nerd, as you keep telling me. Since you. I, I, (laughs) I came home the other day to Laura. She bought these decal letters. Yeah. She could stick on her books. Yes. And she has a home book and a business book and a podcast book. But my kids are right there with me. So on the weekend yeah. after soccer on Saturdays, so and my son plays, our son, I should say, plays soccer, we were excited. We left soccer sort of a little bit early, like everyone was chatting afterwards, having a great time. No, my kids wanted to go because we were going to Office Works. For anyone who's not in Australia, Office Works is exactly what it sounds like. It's a massive stationery shop. So we went there to buy notebooks and little stickers and labels and folders so that we could get organized. So although I have a lot of my business online, so if anyone knows or has been listening to this podcast, you might've heard me mention Trello, which is the online project management notebook I use. And I love it. It's very important to me. Speaking of tidying up, I did a big tidy up of Trello, went through all my boards, got rid of archive boards I wasn't using, made that all work nicely. But I still like a notebook for brain dumps and brainstorming ideas and little things that I think of during the day. So I have several different notebooks that now have really big labels on them because I was struggling to pick up the right notebook for the right things. So I've separated out. I've got a podcasting notebook for all my podcast ideas, an online classes notebook for my class ideas. I've got a strategy folder for all Mm -hmm. my sort of business high level stuff, goal setting and that. I've got a promo folder for all my brilliant marketing ideas. And yeah, I feel like I'm back at school, actually. This is the first time I've done it this way. Who knows if this will work? Usually I just have one notebook that is a jumble of all these ideas and that can work too, but I thought I'd I'd try and split them out and pretend I'm at school and I've got subjects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just have one notebook for everything. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that even though I'm really online, like I do a lot of online stuff, I use my notebook all the time. Like I fly through notebooks and Mm -hmm. fill them up. So I am a, a natural writer. I love scrolling things down. I also have an art book and an art inspiration folder. And I shared a little bit of how I use journaling in the latest online class, Braver Things. But I really like to start any new series or body of work with some writing and brainstorming of ideas and rough sketches and things. So I have an art book. I use the moleskin ones. I just like the paper in them. Having a nice notebook kind of encourages you to use it. Having said that, if you get precious and worry about fancy notebooks, you might be better off with a cheap exercise book. So it just depends on what you like, but I enjoy writing. Let's just say that. That's everything that I've done. 
and I'm just continuing to tidy up things, get ourselves ready for what I hope will be a very productive couple of months because the kids are back at school. So we now have another sort of chunk of time. So we're learning to work in this way with school terms. This is a different way of working for us. So we have to focus on getting as much work as we can between now and the next lot of school holidays. And one of the other things that I'm doing is making sure that we have something to look forward to because I know that we have to kind of be focused for a period of time. And then in the school holidays, it's great to be able to have a little getaway or a holiday booked. So we've booked a holiday for the next school holidays and we already have our summer break booked as well. I feel like this is very important as a business owner to have something to work towards and then know that, oh, you know, I'm going to be able to just flake out in the sun, read my book, have some time with the kids at the end of this. So plan out your vacations. That's another thing that you can do. And it's a good time to do that when you're doing all this admin stuff, you know, book your holidays, book your pets in if you need to have it, have something ready and not leave it to the last minute so that you're scrambling to find somewhere, particularly if you are booking things in school holidays, because it's the busiest time of the year. So you do need to plan ahead Yeah, get in early to get cabins and campsites and things during those peak periods. Just to, to finish off, I just wanted to say, um, first of all, thank you to the person that asked this question that inspired the podcast. And I hope that you found it interesting just to hear about how we take time out in order to set ourselves up for the next sort of period of, uh, what would you call it? Hard work. I don't want to use the word hard work, but focused work. Let's mm. call it that. You know, creative life is full of sort of ups and downs and, and managing that flow of work. It's still awesome. Look, when I say, that's why I didn't want to use the word hard work because that's, I'm actually super excited about the next few months. That's a benefit of doing a process like this. There's a psychological benefit because you feel ready, ready to do the good work. Let's call it good work. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Not hard work. This process of going through and looking at what kind of administration, I guess, do I need to do for my life, for my art and for my business in order to set myself up for a period of good work. So thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this little insight into how I reset after a busy period and get myself ready for the next period of good productive work.